Chapter Fourteen of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark. Chapter Fourteen The Angel Baby. The beautiful summer was passing away very fast, only a few days more till autumn a little longer and the cousins must separate so for the time that was left they clung all the more closely together i have called it a beautiful summer so it was but there is one sorrowful thing i have not said much about there was one trouble which always made the children feel sad when they stopped to think of it while they were playing in the hayfield or taking supper up in the trees now and then they would hear the tired cry of the darling sick baby then Grace would clasp her hands together in her quick way and say, Oh, dear, dear, I wish the doctor would get Harry well. Pooh, said Horace, the doctors they have east ain't no count, are they, though, Gracie? Of course they don't know so much as Dr. De Bruyler, replied Grace very decidedly. I'll tell you how they make doctors, spoke up little Prudy. They take a man and put him in a bear's buffalo coat, and that makes a doctor and a gig said horace and some sharp things and lots of little bottles what children said grace looking down upon them with a lofty smile why prudy what have you got in your pocket oh i don't know said prudy throwing her hands behind her goodness won't hurt me will it susie i guess you ain't good enough to hurt well grandma says not to eat green apples said the child but she'd be willing i could chew em and get the good all out don't you suppose she would i don't know i'm sure replied susie you must ask well i never tease for any horse gave em to me and i shan't swallow em oh what a little snipe cried grace laughing your pocket is stuffed so full it's going to burst open and you'll be sick again now you see sick repeated prudy looking frightened for she did not forget her severe illness then i'll throw em away i don't love such sour things anyhow i was only humbugging and pretty went down the wooden stairs which led from the trees and walked slowly towards the house dropping the green apples one by one into the grass at the kitchen door she met her aunt madge who was in tears oh auntie says she i'm going to wash my hands bandy clean and then are you willing there is anything i can have to eat cookies if you like my dear oh auntie cried prudy eager with a new thought won't you tell me where them raisins is the ones you didn't put in the puddin tell me oh do do if you will i won't touch em chew as the world then why do you want to know where they are said aunt madge a faint smile flitting across her face and then dying out again oh cause said prudy then i can tell susie and she can't get em you can each of you have a handful said aunt madge reaching down the box you may have some for i know you wouldn't take them without leave and susie wouldn't either you funny child now said she putting the raisins in prudy's apron i want you to go out of doors and keep very still why you cry so my dearest annie in the world said prudy climbing into a chair and throwing her arms around her auntie's neck while the raisins dropped to the floor is mr gustus allen dead no said aunt madge hugging little prudy as if she was good for the heartache the baby is a great deal worse darling 
tell the children i will send them some dinner up in the trees and don't let horace come into the house you know he means to keep still but his boots make so much noise prudy gathered up the raisins and went out quietly her happy little face looking very sober but the bird child could not be sad long at a time and she had hardly climbed the steps into the trees and given away the clusters of raisins before the sick baby was almost forgotten there said horace suddenly i must go right into the house and see harry i haven't seen him to-day oh no no cried prudy holding him back and speaking very fast he's a great deal wusser and annie says your boots was so big she'd send the dinner out here and then she cried like everything oh said grace i'm so afraid the baby won't get well aunt madge didn't say anything about dying about harry's dying did she prudy no replied prudy stopping a moment to think she said he was wusser a great deal wusser darling and then she talked about horace's boots and that's all the darling little baby he used to love me before he got so sick and all the way coming east i held him ever so much you know horace well he liked me too said horace looking very sober and i've played with him the most and let him spoil lots of my things so you have said grace i heard ma say the other day you'd always been good to little brother oh susie you ought to have seen how harry used to jump when he'd hear horace open the door he always expected a frolic didn't we have times cried horace dropping his eyes which were full of tears oh susie said grace do you suppose any one that sick all summer ever gets well i don't know sighed susie mother says if god is willing they'll get well and if he isn't they'll die god knows what is best yes chimed in little prudy god knows a great deal more than i do and so the children chatted and played quietly all day long sometimes breaking off in the midst of a game to talk about the baby it seemed like a very strange day the sky looked so calm and peaceful that you could almost fancy it was keeping still to listen to something a great way off the quiet trees might have been dreaming of heaven susie thought horace begged her now to tell that fairy story about the bravest of lions castle but susie said it made her feel wicked to think of fairy stories that day though she couldn't tell why when the children went into the house at supper time it was very still nobody was to be seen but aunt madge who gave them some bowls of bread and milk and said the family had taken tea a kind of awe crept over grace as she looked at the tearful face of her auntie and she dared not ask about the baby after they had finished their supper aunt madge said you may all follow me into the nursery i have something to tell you our dear little pale baby who has been sick day and night all this long summer will never feel sick or cry any more god has taken him to heaven to be a little angel all but prudy knew that she spoke of death grace flung herself on the floor and wept aloud horace rushed upstairs into the back chamber without saying a word to anybody and susie buried her face in the sofa pillows whispering oh god don't let it be so it isn't true is it but prudy only opened her blue eyes in wonder when she saw the pure little form of the baby lying on the bed in a soft crimson dress she smiled and said oh he looks as if he was asleep and he is asleep but see he doesn't breathe whispered susie no said prudy he don't breathe because he don't want to 
he was sick and it made him too tired to breathe so much why everybody should weep was more than prudy could tell but she thought it must be right to do as the rest did and by bedtime she was sobbing as if her heart would break she afterwards said to susie i tried as hard as i could to cry and when i got to cry and i cried as tight as i could spring but when aunt madge wanted to put prudy to bed she was unwilling to go oh no she said i want to wait and see the baby go up see what said aunt madge see god take the baby up to heaven sobbed the child but he is in heaven now replied aunt madge oh no he hasn't gone a single step i saw him on the bed they haven't put his wings on yet aunt madge was puzzled and hardly knew what to say for it is not easy to make such very little children know the difference between the body which goes back to dust and the spirit which goes to god who gave it she talked a long while but i doubt if prudy understood one word for when the casket which held the form of little harry was buried in the garden she cried because the earth was heaped over it what makes him do it she asked he can't go to heaven through all that dirt but by and by when days passed and there was no longer a baby in the house prudy began to think of him as one of the angels and one morning she told a beautiful dream which she thought she had had though she sometimes called her thoughts dreams oh said she i dreamed about my angel he had stars all round his head and he flowed in the air like a bird there was ever so many little angels with him and some of them sang they didn't sing sorry they were singing the little boy that died and aunt ria i guess you wouldn't cry if you could see how happy they were no no sobbed poor aunt ria holding pretty close in her arms which she said felt so empty now it can't be right to cry can it prudy when i know my baby is so happy in heaven end of chapter fourteen recording by ginger kukolo